0: Is up, Cowboy Nation. It is season two, week six of the Launch Hair Cowboys podcast, and I am your host, as always, coming to you on a Tuesday night from Buck West Virginia. And we are some West Virginia boys here to talk about the Cowboys. Of course, I am your host, Mitch, coming to you again to talk about another victory over another. Division rival for the Cowboys, sitting at 4-1, and 3-0 and at home, and we are excited to talk once again this week. And of course, with me again is, as always, Daniel, our lovely producer slash truly drinking extraordinaire. What's up, Daniel?
1: You got my name wrong.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. What you, I-
1: you changed my name in Discord and refused to change it back, so I am forever to be called shitstick.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, our lovely producer slash truly drinking extraordinaire shit stick.
1: Hi, it's me. shitstick. How you doing?
0: I'm sorry. What's going on? How's it <laughs> going tonight?
1: It's, it's good. Just, uh, you know, I'm excited about the win and I'm just relaxing, you know, just chilling.
0: So when's the first party at your brother's house?
1: Uh, as soon as this podcast is over. I've what the got.
0: Fuck! I didn't. I didn't get an invite.
1: Well, this this is the invite. I see how you are. It will be me and you, you because I don't have any friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> womp womp. Hmm. Had to take a drink of Truly just for that. Yeah,
1: we're we're not sponsored by Truly Hard Seltzer, but we're truly drinking it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. And of course, once again, we have Wayne joining us as well. What's up, Wayne? what's going on guys oh thunder thighs himself the thick thigh thick thigh master over there whatever How's you guys are
2: into whatever you guys are into that's fine like daniel i'm excited <laughs> about that win man that's uh that's big uh really confirmed a few things for me i was worried it'd be a trap but uh we uh we did what we wanted so i liked it
1: so i i have something to say before we jump into this okay um, so, for if there's anybody out there that's a new listener, I just want to inform everybody that you're welcome for the Dan Quinn hire because I called it and therefore I brought it into existence, and therefore we have a pretty good defense this year. So you're welcome.
0: It's true. You did. Yes. Um. Hopefully, if uh, um, you know, I'll go ahead and make a shout out to the uh, Dallas Cowboys fans um, Facebook page. Hopefully, if you follow any of our links um, from the Facebook page and end up listening to our show, please hit us up on one of our posts and let us know that you're listening, um, so that we, you know, know that we're gaining new listeners. Um, but yes, if if you are a new listener, last year Daniel called it. Daniel said we need to hire Dan Quinn before the season is even over.
1: Before he um, got fired from the Falcons, I'm pretty sure.
0: I I'm pretty sure it was um, there was writing a uh, writing on the wall that he was going to get fired, but mm-hmm. Daniel definitely um, said we need Dan Quinn and we got him and it is working out beautifully. It's my biggest Can accomplishment
1: I, to date. I'm super proud of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm proud of you for that actually, by the way. Um, but yeah, absolutely love the, love the way this defense is playing. Once again, um just, dismantling what was already pretty bad team, but um, just played really, really good football all around um, held the giants to 20 points. Um, just a great, great freaking game. Um, so we'll go right into our week five review. Of course, we're talking this week um, leading into the Patriots game on Sunday, um, but we will first review the giants game. Um, You know, ended, like I already said, 44 to 20. Um, Dak led the team with uh, 302 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, um, a low QBR, only a 41.2 QBR. um, But I had 116.9 rating. So pretty, pretty good showing for him. Not his best, but not his worst for sure. And then our player of the week this week uh Ezekiel Elliott had 21 carries for 110 yards um and a touchdown along with um two catches for two yards and a touchdown um so you know found pay dirt a couple times was was all around just uh just playing his ass off um and you know just it was good to see good to see old school Zeke back um we were looking at some numbers there earlier and through the first, uh, what was it through the first five games? He's now, um, I think he's at his, his tied for his lowest number of carries and, um, has his third most yards in his career through five games so far and with five touchdowns so far as well. Um, just, you know, Zeke is back. I, I love to see it. You guys love to see it. We talk about it a lot. Um, so that, that was fun. Um, so
1: um, but, is that five ahead. five total touchdowns or five rushing touchdowns?
0: I think that's just rushing just touchdowns. Rushing let, touchdowns? Me, okay. let me verify um, before I uh, – let's see here. So that's five. It just says five touchdowns there. Let me see about um, – so he has – That's just his rushing stats, receiving stats. So yes, that's just five rushing touchdowns, and he has the one um, passing or catch receiving touchdown this past week. So that's um, five
1: five total touchdowns.
0: He has six total touchdowns.
1: Two. Okay, yeah, you're right. I can't count. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, he just got this his first uh, receiving touchdown this week. So, um, but still good to see. You know, he's been involved in the passing game, not quite as much as Pollard, but definitely still there. Um, so you, it's it's fun to watch. But. Um, we'll jump right into our one positive, one negative from the game. And tonight I want to start with Wayne. Let's get um you know, one positive, one negative that you have or that you saw from Sunday's game. Yeah, I don't know if I can just stick
2: to one, but uh, I'll give you a quick. Synopsis had it written down in your sheet. I can follow it up. So with the Giants game, I love the aggressiveness that our defense has um with the interception. I mean the pick six was awesome. Diggs baited him, got him to throw it. Um and sure enough, he should have had like three interceptions, uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, but for whatever reason, he was either out of bounds or uh, got broken out of his hands last second. With all that being said, I still get upset seeing Tony go for like 169 yards receiving or something like that. I don't know the exact number, which doesn't matter, but my point is is we made him look like an all-star wide receiver with you know, not a great quarterback. Um, still a little concerning for me.
0: 189
2: um, yards receiving, by the way. Okay, so it's even worse. So, yeah, um, and maybe a lot, a lot more, right, if he wouldn't have got, um, got th- uh, you know, throwing that punch, and I uh, think he got ejected. I can't remember, but. He did. Um, so, Dak, I thought he looked great throwing the ball, uh, fitted in some tight windows. I thought that uh, pass to Cedric on the sideline, like, that was just amazing. Like, you couldn't have put the ball in a basket in a more perfect spot and it couldn't have been a better catch um their connections special for people that don't know like he's the guy that's always around when no one else is so uh dac uh and him they just link up all the time like whenever each one wants to get extra work in those are the two that are together um and it really shows on passes like that um i'll go with a little negative though right off of that is it didn't it didn't seem like something Dak would try to do. He had a, a wide open Zeke in the flat early in the game and threw that pick. Um I mean, he just threw it right at the guy. Like there was no, you know, no loft or anything on the pass. I was pretty upset with it. Although we are the armchair quarterback basically here, but uh in the game I'm sure something was different. But I just thought that was something that he would have seen better and avoided but uh well to that, outside of that you know i was pretty happy with it
1: to that point wayne like i um Dak was talking after the game how basically for like the first half he was kind of in a fog during the game and i i have a feeling it has a lot to do with from what happened last year you know because everybody knows week five last year at home versus the giants is whenever the injury happened and he said like after i guess after halftime he kind of like came out of it so you know he can blame that.
2: That makes a lot of sense. You know,
1: if if, if he really was, or if he's just saying that, but you know, I kind of believe it because you know those mental things can happen, and this was like the last hurdle for him to get over from that injury. So you know, I there was a couple things that he did during the game, especially well the both the turnovers was just kind of like eh. So it kind of makes sense, but I, you know, it's things happen. So
0: yeah, um, I mean, do you want to just go ahead and roll into yours, Daniel?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, I can I can go ahead and just roll into mine. Um like my positive kinda goes along the vein of, of last week's. I mean, just the the fact that we can overcome the adversity of those two turnovers from the first half. You know, yeah, we were playing the Giants and the Giants, you know are the Giants and we basically killed half their team during this game. Um but like like I said over the past couple of weeks, just like last year or not not necessarily last year because you know, Dak went down and all that, but even before that, like if we would have two turnovers in the first half, our defense wouldn't be able to keep those turnovers from turning into points for the other team. So the fact that we can we can have that 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 kind of neg those kind of negative plays and and find a way to overcome it gives me hope. I wish those negative plays didn't happen, but you know, the fact that we can actually overcome it is, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep harping on it until it bites us in the ass. Um, but the way the team's playing, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to see it actually, you know, coming back to bite us. But, um, my, my, negative from the game is our center Tyler Biotic, Biotic. um some of the snaps like yeah the 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 fumble from Dak like that that was it wasn't a good snap but it's one that Dak normally can can catch but i've just seen a lot of bad bad snaps low snaps just it just he just doesn't look good out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're going to be trying to get um, Connor McGovern. I think I've heard him getting reps at practice at center. I don't know what's going on there, but it's just.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I'd mentioned it in the, in the chat during the game, but like I'm I'm 99% sure. I mean, I'd have to go back and watch them all, but I'm fairly certain there's been at least one poorly placed snap in every game. Yeah, um, I think, well, I think we, we played,
1: I think if we went back and look, I would, I would say that there's a, there's a handful in each game, you know, and Dax, yeah, Dax, I mean, just the kind of quarterback that can overcome it, like against the, uh, the, the Panthers, the one that went on the ground.
0: Yeah. He, and know, it like, happened against the, against the Bucks as well when, or it was either the Bucks or it was game one or game two um, when it you know one hit the ground he had to wherewithal to pick it up and still throw a touchdown and then the game against the Panthers he picked one up and ran it for like 15 yards or something so yeah t- I mean two different snaps that have just been right on the ground mm-hmm. I mean didn't even get to him at least that we can think of off the top of our heads and then the third snap in this game that was a bad bad you know exchange whether it would be on Dak or on him, there wasn't there, it wasn't a good exchange. It wasn't a clean exchange and you can't keep having those kind of mistakes happen. And, you know, against good teams, they're going to capitalize on that. So, I mean, when um, you saw it,
1: I mean, against the bad team, the giants on the goal line, we should, we should have won this. What, what was it? 44 to 20. We should have won it 51 to 20. Cause that should have been a touchdown right there. Um, but they they um i don't know if it was their their i don't know if it was their linebacker or whoever jumped on it but they got to it but you know you just can't especially in the red zone like i can i can forgive a fumble here and there i can forgive a bad snap here and there and i can you know i can forgive a an interception here and there cuz those things it's just a part of football it's going to happen nobody's perfect but to happen on the goal line is just you know like, I, I think I said it in our chat, too. Like, I blame that one on Dak. Like, that's, yeah, it wasn't a clean snap, like you said, Mitch. But, you know, Dak should have, you know, that's something that, you know, it's just second nature to him. He should have had that, so.
2: Yeah, I feel like we also like to uh, fall in love with the pass right inside the five-yard line, and it just really wears me out, man. But otherwise, uh, uh, if we can avoid the turnovers down
0: there, uh, maybe run the ball a little more be a lot happier yeah yeah i mean it it's funny because like i always find parallels with um complaints i have with the mountaineers and complaint complaints i have with cowboys now this year it's there's way 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 more laundry list of things going wrong with the mountaineers than the cowboys obviously but um one of those things this year that we do have in common is exactly what wayne just said we fall in love with the run or with the pass when we should be running we we our strength we have two amazing running backs um both are averaging basically 6 yards a carry over 5 yards a carry almost every time they touch the ball why do we not run the ball especially that close And, you know, our the same thing with WVU, our strength is our running back. And then we get inside the five and we never the running back never touches the ball. Like what? Why? You don't have to overcomplicate things just because you're, you know, especially, you know, Cullen Moore this year has shown that he's not afraid to open up the playbook. He's using all kinds of crazy plays. He's he's mixing things up. and He's keeping it interesting. But you don't have to be fancy and be tricky inside the five. Like it just, it makes no sense to do that. It's risking things like that happening. And then you're putting yourself in a worse situation than you need to be. So definitely well, me, agree. Go ahead.
1: Well, let me just put something out there for like this game. You know, like, I mean, look at who we were playing. We're playing the giants. Who's their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. So it's obvious that Kellen Moore was being like, Hey, Guess what? I can pass in the red zone and actually get touchdowns. Because you suck as a coach. I think he was just rubbing it in his face.
0: <laughs> maybe. <But. laughs> maybe that's the case. It's no. it's hard to say. But yeah, I mean it it it's just frustrating to me. Um, like Wayne said, you you have a strength. Um why why risk that, you know? Um, but it is what it is. I'd say my one positive, one negative, um, if I had to stick with one um, for a positive, Greg Zerline um, had five kicks and mm-hmm. didn't miss one. So, you know, that's big for him, especially the way this year has gone so far. Um, actually, sorry, he had eight kicks, um, five extra points, three field goals. Um, I don't know how I messed that up, but um, I guess I've been taking, math. taking, Daniel, taking Daniel's school of math. Um, <laughs> sorry. So eight of eight kicking that was that was big for Greg Zerline. So you love seeing that. And if I have to pick a negative um, other than what you guys have already talked about, you know, I'm kind of I'm struggling to like. I'm getting nitpicky here, Um, but we didn't have a sack. Um, We had some rushing or, you know, QB hits and stuff, Um, QB pressures but no, sna- no sacks when you have Mike Glennon playing the majority of the game, like six foot eight, not exactly a gazelle of a runner. Mike Glennon kind of playing the gazelle. majority of the game.
1: His neck looks <laughs> like a gazelle's neck.
0: no well, nah, he's more like a more like a giraffe.
1: But, well, yeah, but
0: you know, um, you know, shouldn't be. I mean, I just, I, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see us hit some pay dirt there. Um, frustrating. We didn't, we were close a few times, um, but we just never, never got a sack in this game. Um, and only had two TFLs too. So that's not, I mean, f- with a team as bad as the Giants are, losing, um, Saquon early, losing Daniel Jones somewhat early, um, You know, Devontae Booker coming in, like, who even is that? Um, Mike Glennon coming in, like, who even is that? Like, come on. And Tony going off, like like Wayne already said, there's just some frustrating things there to see with the defense, even though we've been playing pretty darn good ball, and I love watching the way we play, um, there are some frustrating parts about it. Um, Well, see, like...
1: the, the caveat to that is like, yeah, we're and and I've seen a lot of people talking about how Trayvon Diggs is like on a record setting pace for like most yards allowed. It's like, we can allow all the yards in the world, like get a thousand yards in a game. But if we hold you to 20 points, who gives a rat's ass? Cause stats are yeah. stats, you know, like, yeah. Like it's more impressive that Trayvon Diggs has six interceptions in five games than it is that he's allowed so many yards because he's not allowed a single touchdown this season.
2: Like, and that we have only lost once, uh like the Ws.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not even so much like I'm pretty sure that the stats that they're using aren't even accurate. Like that he's it's not actually not, yeah. yeah, like the like he's actually only on pace for like over just a little over five hundred yards, not a thousand, yeah, so, the ones that I saw was uh, like
1: like I think he's on yeah, it was like said something of like a thousand and nineteen yards or something like that,
0: it's yeah, like, and then somebody else was like, that's completely wrong, it's yeah. only like five hundred and eight or something like I don't know, it was some random number, but yeah, just weird um, but regardless, it is you know um. There are some concerns there. What you want to look for, especially when you have a team that's winning like we're winning, you know, four and one right now, um, considered one of the top, you know, f- five to eight teams in the league right now because there's a lot of four and one teams. Um, but you know, when you get to the point where you're hashing out, okay, there we have seven or eight four and one teams in the NFL. What makes these, you know, the more powerful power ranking teams, whatever you want to call. Um, and you look at things like that. You know, what what are they able to do in these kind of situations? Are they dominant in this kind of situation? And there are some times when, you know, you gotta look at the way we play and um it is very much a bend but don't break type defense in ways. Um it's predicated a lot on turnovers and um you know, flying to the ball, hitting hard, those kind of things. But um, I it, to me, it's fun to watch. Um, there's a difference when like you're giving up yards and you're giving up points. And it seems like there's no way you could ever get a stop like last year under Mike Nolan. um. When our defense was on the field, we just we dreaded it. And this year, it's not like that, even though we may be giving up a good bit of yardage. I'm not dreading when our defense is on the field. I'm actually enjoying it. Um, It's fun to watch these guys play. And to me, as a, a, you know, more of an old school type football, uh, like I enjoy that old school, you know, pounding ground and pound type football and and lining up and just going at it. I I enjoy seeing two teams um you know play that way and the way our defense is playing fits right into that mold and um and the way our offense is playing, you know, they're just they're handing the ball off to Zeke and Pollard and they're gaining over 5 yards every time they touch the ball. The line is blasting the defensive line every time they get off the ball. I mean it's just fun to watch dominating football and that's what we've seen so far. So it's definitely been a joy to watch. Um can't really complain find a whole lot to complain about which is why you know I said I was being nitpicky when I picked that as my negative but Yeah. Well to um, go
1: back to go back to your point about like you know ground and pound football stuff like that like my favorite games are like low scoring defensive games. Like I love watching games where it's like the games that we played against the saints a couple years ago, where it was like 12 to nine or something like that to where it was just like, it's like a chess match. Like, can you do this? Can you, can you move the ball down the field and score? Like the defenses are just going at each other like crazy. And it's just, those are, those are like, it, it's fun to watch two teams go at it too, where it's like 57 to 51. It's great too. But the best games that I've ever watched were those games where it's like under thirteen points for both teams and it's just a struggle to move the ball it's just it's just like you've gotta it's it's not like just throw it up and just you know get you know 70 a seventy yard touchdown every drive it's like you know you have to you have to actually really think and really plan on how you're going to move the ball down the field and get down the field to even be able to kick a field goal, let alone get it into the end zone. Those are my favorite types of games.
0: Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'd be interested to see like what kind of, you know, or how well would we play in that kind of game? Um, That would actually be really interesting to see. I don't think I'd that actually... any
1: defense in the league right now could keep our D de- or keep our offense under 20 points.
0: And that's the thing. Like, it it's going to take somebody. I mean, maybe,
1: maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bills. Like,
0: they, maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bucks. Defense. If the Bucks get healthy, probably um, the
2: only team that, and we won't see them this year unless they can make it to the Super Bowl, would be the Browns that have that sort of style.
1: Did you watch the uh, game on Sunday? I'm
2: How just
0: saying. How many points
1: did they, they I'm <laughs> let just Herbert saying. get? I know. <laughs> come on now. I like, come on. I'm
0: just saying. I and mean, we beat, and we beat the team that right. beat
2: them. So listen, listen. Parody in the NFL. Everyone oh, thought yeah. that yep. the Bucks were going to blow out the Patriots, and look what happened.
1: It was pissing yeah, the rain down. Here. We, we talked about this beforehand.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, pissing the rain down, or not a one point or two point game for Tom Brady against. He's going that up. Team.
1: It was raining so stinking hard you couldn't see, and he's going up against the guy who coached him for over 20 years. Or twenty years, not over twenty, but you know, yeah, yeah, like any. Just saying, but you're right about the parody <laughs> in the NFL. Like, you're you're absolutely correct. Like, you know, I mean, look, look, look at the look at look at us. that like against the Bucks, like apparently one of the best you know defenses in the league. We put up twenty nine points, and we come out the next week against the Chargers. It's like their their defense isn't awful, but you know, we put up twenty you know so it's you know it, it, it really varies week to week cuz you know they only allowed us 20 points but then they go up against the browns this past week and let what let up like 42 so it's you know but like yeah so you know parody in the NFL is absolutely real but i still don't think i, I there's very few defenses in the league that i think could actually stop this offense so
0: yeah, and on that note, um, before we go to our score and bold predictions from last week, um, you know, talking about, you know, the Buffalo Bills. Um, they're sitting at four and one. Um, of course the Cardinals, they're the only undefeated team right now at five and 0 and then we're sitting at four and one as well. Um I I got curious just to check myself because I was making sure I was correct. There are seven four and one teams right now. Um um, who do you think right now between the top teams in the league? So this would also include some of the 3 and 2 teams. Um, who do you think are the top teams in point differential right now? What about you, Wayne.
1: Point differential Bills.
0: Bills. Yeah, Bills Bills are <laughs> the number one team.
1: Bills have blown but, out Bills is, have shut yeah. out two teams, so
0: <laughs> 108 point differential right now. Yeah. So well oh, the um, Cowboys,
1: the Cowboys have to be up there too. They've got to be at least number two or three. Yeah.
0: Anybody else? Um, Cardinals. No. Not the Cardinals. Yeah, well, to save the podcast uh blank air, yes, it's Two is the Cardinals at 62. Oh, is it? Really? Okay. Yeah, they're 62, and we are third at 53. Um, But like you said, you know, the Bills have blown out two teams like completely bad. Like, it's not going to stay that way all season. Um, So, but like we already talked um, before, you know, maybe the Bills are that kind of defense that could hold us, you know, to 20 or under. And you'd have one of those, um, you know, low scoring shootout games or, well, I say shootout, low scoring struggle games. Um, and then right behind the Cowboys are the Bucks at 45. Um, so, you know, they're they're blown out teams, too, somewhat, but not nearly as much as as the top three. Um, but we talked or in the past, we've asked for uh, fan questions or listener questions. And one of this leads us right into one of our listener questions, which I'll go ahead and throw in here. And then we'll roll into our recap of the bold and score predictions from last week. Um, but Michael asks, <clears throat> lots of rankings are placing Dallas and the Bills as a one and two teams right now. Um, I'm not first off, not sure what he's looking at, because Arizona is. 5 and O when they're pretty much the top team everywhere but I think he's um,
1: I think he's referring to Colin Coward and Colin okay. Coward it doesn't matter but
0: yeah he he's a blowhard but yeah. it is what it is um so as it stands what's a Bills Cowboys Super Bowl look like
1: all right I'm taking this one I'm taking this one it's going to look like all the right. 90s yep. where they go home yeah. sad <laughs> yeah we we'll keep the Bills from winning another Super Bowl no,
0: I mean, do if, they really want to be zero and five in the Super Bowl? I mean, they don't want
1: to be, but it's going to happen. That's
0: what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, as let's it, be honest
1: here. Like, I mean, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a straight shooter right now. Like, if the Super Bowl were today, the Bills would beat us because they have the better. I de- no, they have the better defense, hands down.
2: Their offense is too one dimensional. Yep. I agree. But I, I agree with Wayne. I, I, I think disagree. I would probably equal out because of what we would give up through the passing game, but I also believe that they're just too one-dimensional to be a complete team enough to take home a Super Bowl right now. Still got a long season. Yeah, and they could and, improve and and maybe change some things up, but uh, they're rolling right now. But don't be shocked if two, three weeks from now, they just go on a, a cold streak and everyone goes, oh, what happened? Um, I just think that it, it it won't last. And to get to the Super Bowl, you are literally in a single elimination situation for the last three or four weeks. So I, I, I couldn't see it happening. Um, I think it'd be a good game,
0: um, but I, just, I don't. Right now, I, I think that we would pull it off. I got curious, and um, since we we're talking about you know the bills and and what they've got coming up, they they how in the fuck did they get such an easy schedule? Like they, their well, I mean their division's shit. <laughs> yeah, their division yeah. is straight booty. Have you but, seen our
1: division though?
0: Well, I mean it is what <laughs> it is, but I, I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, what I'm saying is is they were really good last year, and they usually always – like, isn't it – don't they usually try to match you up with the, the top of the divisions and other – like when you play out-of-division games? Yeah,
1: you usually get like, the harder schedule, yeah. You
0: get the harder yeah. schedule when you're the better team. And, my God, their schedule, shit.
1: Who are they playing for people uh, this I year? mean,
0: so they got Titans coming up next, which they Titans always, are booty.
1: They always play the Titans, though. But the yeah, Titans were the decent t- last year, so – that makes yeah. sense,
0: uh, and they're booty right now. Um, then they got the dolphins, then they got the jags who are booty again, yeah. Um, then they got the jets who are well, we all know about the jets, <laughs> and then they got the colts who are booty again. The colts and were a playoff they, team
1: last year, though. You got to think, I know, that's Titans, what I'm saying. Like, all these Titans teams are,
0: are, are booty off
2: schedule as of when it was scheduled, yeah. With based right, on, based on we, last the
0: year, they've just but, you know, based you on, on right up. now these are it's a yeah, but they're, schedule.
1: they're not going to come out at right. the beginning of the season and be like oh, these teams suck now so we have to change our schedule right. like no, the Titans the Titans and the I Colts went that. to the playoffs we, last year so well, you just have how yeah, the world
0: yeah. happened and that's and how now it's yeah. just it's just crazy to see like their schedule is terrible oh yeah everybody thought and, the
1: Washington football team's defense was going to be the best defense in the league and they're like yeah one of the worst so you yeah. know it you know
0: it's literally you know, like I, I I got to looking at their schedule because I was like, okay, let's see how many games they could feasibly lose. I literally see like a game left on their schedule that they could lose, and that's against the Bucks at the Bucks. The rest of their schedule, it, they could literally run out the rest of the schedule and be. I, I could see th- them. They could be them. fifteen and two. I could see them losing
2: to New Orleans. I could see them losing to. New England, Tampa Bay, Carolina. I could see them possibly dropping one of the three games to Miami, Jacksonville, or the Jets just because it's the NFL, and that's what happens. Yeah. Not me. All that being said, they could turn around and run run the table. Um I don't think it's going to happen. Long season NFL. Um it just it's not going to happen. They'll they'll lose more than one more.
0: Well, anyway, what I think as far as what I think uh, uh, and and let me preface this by saying this is by no means me thinking that we are or me saying right now that we are going to the Super Bowl. This was a question prompted by a listener, so I'm only answering it because of that. But what I think if if a Super Bowl were to be held right now between the Bills and the Cowboys, um, I think it's actually would be the it would be the opposite of what Daniel was talking about. I think it would be a shootout. I think it would be a 45-42 type game that is just balls to the wall um you know just a just a shootout. Just an old school Big 12 shootout. Um and and I think it I mean those kind of games are fun too. They can be fun. Um it's you know frustrating if you're a defensive minded guy but um I do think that we have the better balanced attack, like Wayne and I were talking about, um, a, the Bills don't have a great rushing attack. Their their running backs are more pass catchers out of the backfield. Um, so you know we have guys that can run five yards a carry and pound it up the middle and beat up their defense. And you know I just think you know we would be able to, and I think Kellen Moore would be able to game plan that to control the ball and control the clock a little bit more to limit possessions as much as possible. Um, But I just, I I, I see our Cowboys strengths match up well with the bills um, defense. So yes, thank you for that question, Michael, Um, as we mentioned,
1: we'll find out in February.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: we'll see. (laughs) see. I don't know that all that'll play out, but um, if it did, Um, I I kind of agree with you, and I sort of agree a little bit with uh, Daniel. I think you were on the right track, but maybe had a higher score. Um, I just think that what you said about control and possession and everything like that, I believe between that and um, each other trying to feel each other um, out in a game like that, uh, getting started, it wouldn't be in the 40s. I think you're looking like high 20s, low 30s, like whoever has the ball last type of thing. Uh, but I think it'd be a great game.
0: Yeah. Well, and y- yeah, you said it too. It's a long season. There's a lot of parody in the NFL. NFL. Um, so it's hard to say where it's going to end up. But um, I, I would love to see that matchup, definitely, because as a kid, um, as all three of us remember, you know, we we were, you know, six seven eight years old the last time we were going to the super bowl against the um bills and those were our formative years of getting into football you know just being those young kids and that that joy and excitement you got about super bowl sunday and just all that stuff so it would be nostalgic and fun to see again but like you said long season a lot of things can happen um and it's hard to say where we're going to end up between now and then. So that being said, we'll roll into our um, score predictions and bold predictions from last week and figure out who our winner is. Um, as we already mentioned, the score of the game was 44 to 20. And this week we had some pretty close guesses. Um, mine was 3420 Dallas. Um 10 points off on the winning team. So, unfortunately, I am out of the running for this one.
1: <laughs> suck it.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Daniel was 38-19.
1: I would have had it
0: if <laughs> Anthony, Brown, Anthony Brown had to get
1: the pick six, bro. Like, he just had you, to get it. That was super you close. Would have had it.
0: You would have had it, but you didn't. So, <laughs> ha, suck it. Wayne wins. <laughs> 47-17 was Wayne's. Yeah, buddy. That's right. Was Wayne's pick. So, congratulations, Wayne! Hell of a pick. Mm. Um, I'm going to say I'm, prob- I'm
1: probably the closest on the bold predictions, though. No, you're not. I don't remember what your guys' were, but I was pretty close. You, you weren't. I was ten um, yards and a touchdown away,
0: like and six yeah. extra carries. away. Well, over.
1: let's let's not let's let's like, like I went uh, super. Yeah, blah, I went blah
0: blah blah. blah I went blah, super blah, bold, blah, blah, blah blah, but okay. So. Um, Wayne's prediction which is actually probably the closest if we really want to get um, into the weeds was that we would have zero punts and we had one we had one punt
2: and it was a beauty
0: and it was a beauty. it was a 61 yard bomb that was I think down on it within I mean it was inside the five I'm pretty sure it was inside the five we had to punt it once like it was worth watching that punt yeah It was beauty Um, and then. Daniels was um, Zeke would have 15 carries for 120 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Zeke had 21 carries. So he was over by five carries 110 yards. So he was under under over by six carries (laughs) under by 10 yards and three touchdowns and he was short by a touchdown. So a little off there. And then mine was Zeke and Pollard would both have over 100 rushing yards. Zeke had 110 rushing yards. Pollard had 75 rushing yards. Um, 25 rushing yards is easier to get than another touchdown. So I win. On no, no, technicality. no but 25
1: Zeke, yards is nope. no. 25
0: rushing, especially with these guys, 25 rushing yards is way easier. No, no, to get no,
1: no I'm talking about yep, Wayne, nope. no Wayne. Hundred percent. One punch.
0: You're taking the win. One punch. Wayne, punt Wayne won the score. Game. Wayne Wayne won the score. I win the bold. So listen. We're good. Okay. Listen. Wayne, won both. Wayne you won year. both last week. So all don't right. Get well,
1: that. you could find a new producer because I quit. This is we quit. stupid. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I want to win one. After last year, man, it was hey, like
0: if you guess what, Daniel. <laughs> what? Daniel. Guess what. What? If you want to win one, you you really, 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 truly want to win one, yeah. You know what you got to do?
1: Not look up weird historical facts and use them for my picks.
0: No, check the chat.
1: Oh, suck it! Get yeah, it good. You get good. I'll reverse it right get back good. to you. Get good, son. Listen, I like right, okay, so, so okay, so the, well let me let me just <laughs> let me just defend myself real quick, okay?
0: Why? Why?
1: Well no 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 I'm just saying like I,
0: listeners I, listeners out there he no, might be no, cheering I don't, you on. No, nah, he
1: doesn't no nobody's cheering me on. I know that. Like believe me, I'm I'm not that dumb. But I'm saying like I guessed I guess the, the amount the amount of carries plus the amount of yards plus the amount of touchdowns, and I was down one touchdown a, what 11 or 10 yards and
0: yards. Yep. 10 yards
1: and six carries. Like that's pretty, I mean, like I, I know I didn't win and that's fine. Like that's it, okay. I'm just saying like, that was pretty damn good from pulling out a stupid historical fact that happened back in 1938 and using that for my bold prediction. Like, you know, I'm proud of myself.
0: I mean, you can be proud of yourself. It's not going to get you the win.
1: I don't want the win. I don't give two rats asses. Like, I don't even get a gold star for the win. So, who cares? Nobody's keeping track. So,
0: I mean, you get awfully
2: upset for not winning. So, (laughs) I mean, I've won the last two weeks. I'm keeping track. I don't, I don't, I only get upset.
1: (laughs) I only get upset whenever I don't win, whenever you give yourself the win because you're the host. So,
0: (laughs) fair. That's fair. Well, you know, there are certain liberties, like I say, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, but that was fun. That was actually three really, really close. I mean, yeah. the score predictions, the bold predictions, all of them were, I mean. That's the know, closest all,
1: we've ever been on all of, like, as, as a whole. Were, yeah, yeah,
0: all of them respectabl- respectively were close. That was, that was pretty good. I liked it. Um. Well, so. Before we move on, we'll go into our week six preview. Um, and before we get too far down the road into our future score predictions, um, we're going to first preview the Patriots game. Um, the Patriots are two and three currently. Um, obviously, a lot of news about them, you know, releasing Cam Newton and um, before the season started. Mac Jones is their, you know, rookie phenom quarterback. Um, playing decent, I mean, for what they've what they've got for offensive weapons, he's I'd say he's playing pretty well. Um, so you know, two and three team were going into New England. Um, they haven't had the easiest schedule. They've you know they've also played the Bucks, and like Wayne alluded to earlier, lost in a close matchup against the Bucks as well, just like us. So um, this is a team. You never know um, when you're matching up against Bill Belichick, regardless of who he's got at quarterback. You just their defense is always going to be a problem. Um, So it's a it's a team and a matchup that you has to take seriously. You can't look past. And um, right now, uh, you know, moneyline veg or the uh, um, spread right now for Vegas is about a four point spread. So in Dallas's favor. Um, So you're thinking we're maybe a touchdown favorite given home field advantage and 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 whatnot there. Uh, So you're thinking, you know, probably outscore about by seven um, if you're on a neutral field. So not a team that Vegas thinks we would dominate, which is curious because they're only two and three. They haven't played super well. They don't have a ton of weapons. They don't score a lot of points. Um, but what they do is they don't allow a lot of points. Um, they're averaging bad teams. Well, uh, I mean, not great teams. Yeah, but they've. <laughs> yeah, they they lost. to They lost to New or New Orleans, uh, Tampa Bay and Miami. Um, all well, Miami was a close game. New Orleans was kind of a blowout um, and Tampa Bay was a really close game. Both the. The Tampa Bay and New Miami looks bad because they threw a pick six right at the end. Yeah. um, And then they beat the Jets 25 to six and they beat Houston last week, 25 to 22. Um, Made Davis Mills look like a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're only averaging 19 points a game, but they're only allowing 18.2 a game. Like Wayne said, not the greatest offensive threats, other than TB12, but they only allowed 19 points against TB12. That's pretty impressive. It was raining. Um, yeah, it was raining. Hey, Daniel, what? <laughs> what, what was the weather in um, Tampa? Whenever New England, or no, what was the weather in New England when Tampa and New England played? It was Did raining. Playing that game. Yes, Richard, sure.
1: Richard Sherman also played in that game.
2: Wow. But we might be able to pick him up. He's a free agent still, right?
0: <laughs> hey, Wayne, shots fired. <laughs> 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 hey, that, let, me, to, uh, uh, <laughs> let me throw a
2: little bit of uh, context on all your betting lines and stuff. So uh, Dallas is 5-0 and against the spread this year. Um, so looking to make it six. and oh. looks like it's going to be pretty easy. Um, Vegas gave us a weird line last, this past week with the giants. I think that we're going to come in and take care of this spread too. Um, just curious, uh, how they set it here lately with us playing so well and some of these other teams struggling. And I think even through five weeks, you're seeing a little bit of, uh, I won't say fake, but it's more of a, a false narrative on on some of some of the reasons that uh, their numbers look so good in different parts of the the game plan. I think it's um, the game flow and script against different opponents and the people that they've played and done bad against and or good against um, have had their own problems this year. So, like I mentioned earlier, parity in NFL is wild. Um we could go in there and get just rocked. But most likely we're not going to and we're definitely on a cover. So uh when it comes to the Vegas line, uh I like us to go six no against the spread this year.
0: I mean, I like it too. I you know, I was looking a little bit at that and and you know there's always a reason Vegas picks what they pick. So I, I always got to got to get a little bit nervous, especially when we're going into New England. Um, it is only it, it is a 425 p.m. kick, so it's not a night game. It's not um, the early kick. Um, I haven't looked at the forecast yet, but hopefully it won't be raining. We'll see. Um, but you're looking at a four point favorite right now, like I've mentioned earlier, and a 50.5 over underline um so you know looking at a decent scoring game uh, you know definitely over what what the patriots have averaged so far this year um but a little bit under what we've averaged we're averaging four, 34 points a game so far this year um and only allowing 23.4 points a game so i like seeing those numbers um and i hope that that gap continues to grow as the season goes Um, But we'll see how that how that goes with uh, Dan Quinn continuing to get his guys some more, um, you know, time to gel. As far as a a defensive unit goes Um, this week, we are right now listing. uh, We currently have uh, Ezekiel Elliott listed as questionable. So look for him, you know, probably just precautionary type thing. Um, But he uh, uh, McCarthy did say that he's having a little soreness in his lower back and rib cage. If you remember in the game uh, towards the end, he made a run um, towards the sideline and dove. And as he was diving and falling to the ground, he kind of rolled and fell on top of one of the markers on the field. Um, Hobbled to the sideline, looking injured and was kind of concerned about his status. And then he came back in like two or three plays later. So um, definitely wasn't too bad at the moment, but something they're concerned about enough to at least listen to him as questionable. And then we have uh, Dorrance Armstrong and Donovan Wilson also listeners as questionable coming into the game. Um, are we getting D-Law back? No. Um, or when does When want, are we looking for him to come back?
1: My guess would be Thanksgiving time. Is that a broken foot? I mean.
0: Oh, wait. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, Not him. Like, <laughs> um, let's see here. So Gallup is still on injured reserve. Uh, doesn't expect him back this week, according to reports. Um, my my guess, my
1: guess, most of the the major Michael Gallup, Neville Gallimore, um, most of these guys um, won't be coming back. And you know, if they're even if they're eligible to come back now, which I know that I'm pretty sure Michael Gallup is eligible. So is Neville Gallimore and some of the other guys. But the way that we're playing right now, like I don't foresee any of them coming back until at least after the bye, if not later. Cause my whole my whole thought process on that is is like we're gelling well right now, you know, as a defense, as an offense. Like don't rush these guys back. We've got an extra game this year. Um it's a long season and I'm sure other injuries will, will pop up. People will go out. So there's no need to rush people back whenever we're winning. It's one thing if we're losing and we need players like we normally do, like the years whenever sh- if Sean Lee would go out, then it would just be all downhill. Or if Tyron Smith or Zach Martin would go out, it'd be all downhill. Like we've got depth this year, so there's no need to rush these guys back. Um, we're just we're playing really really well. So from my personal my personal opinion is just not rush them back. Like we're we're playing fine let them rest and get instead of coming back at 65, 70% healthy, 80% healthy, like let let them rest, let them get to a hundred percent. And then, you know, make that push at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, actually, if there's one player I'd like to see come back right now or, uh, soon, which it looks like he may be able to come back in the next couple of weeks. Um, but like you said, probably not till after the bye week but, um, Kelvin Joseph. Um, oh yeah. You know, our, our, our rookie corner from Kentucky. I yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, not that I think he's just going to come in and be a, you know, instant impact type player, but, um, you know, he's not a Micah Parsons, but I just, you know, I'm excited to see some youth, um, you know, continue to come in at the corner spot because like we had with, uh, you know, with, with Trayvon Diggs coming in last year, you know, he struggled at times, but it gave him a chance to, um, you know, get some experience, get, get um, a lot of valuable playing time last year as a rookie. And, you know, I'd like to see Kelvin Joseph get that time where he can start getting some experience like, like, um, you know, Diggs did last year. And then, you know, maybe eventually he becomes, you know, our second shutdown corner um he's got some promise i know that the the coaches really like him um so yeah i'd like to see him come back and at least get some some playing time in before um you know before the season gets too deep mm-hmm. and you know i, I think they i think he'd be valuable after the after the bye yeah it, it it looks kind of like that's what they're thinking um because uh it was uh, the report i was just reading from 2 weeks ago um, McCarthy is saying is still a few weeks away from returning. So bye week is what week eight. Um, so we have you know only a couple of weeks. Week seven. Yeah, that's right. Because I keep forgetting the extra week. Yeah. Um, so it's week seven. So you know that's only two weeks away. So look look to him to. Yeah, even if he is healthy, like you were saying, we don't need to rush him back right now. But maybe he can start getting ready, start practicing, getting his feet under him, um, so he can be full speed by um, the week after the bye week. So
1: the other thing we need to take in consideration is we're getting like obviously like roster spots are set for like Michael Gallup and D Law players like that, but these people that got hurt. You know, preseason, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill, um you know, these guys. Like, what's going to happen whenever we do bring them back? And who is going to be gone from the roster? You know, that's another thing to keep an eye out for is who is going to be moved or, you know, Gotten rid of once some of these people come back because there's only so many spots on the roster. So, some of these guys coming off IR, we're gonna have to clear roster spots to bring them back. Oh, we so. made
2: one with uh Jalen, right?
1: What one, but yeah. you gotta think, like,
2: yeah, well, but, but um,
1: but you know, J- we, got lot, J- we
2: got a lot of backups that don't play for sure,
1: yeah, yeah. It's just but the thing is, is like, I as a Cowboys fan and like over the past, like six, seven, eight, nine years, however long I've actually been like a super like watching, you know, cause growing up I watched, you know, like football here and there, but like, I didn't like start getting into like who, like all the players and everything on the team. It's like, I've never seen our roster like this deep as far as, you know, depth at each position. Like there's only like one position that we don't have good depth at and that's quarterback. And it's just like,
0: I d- hey, you watch your whore mouth.
1: What? Will
0: Will Greer is an excellent backup quarterback.
1: I don't know I mean. yeah, you you, you, can, you can you can have that. that what, Greer I don't is the, give a the backup
2: ass. quarterback. He's a third string quarterback. Yeah,
1: and he's he's sitting there with Ben DiNucci even,
0: even on the you know, basically. Yet. So um, he's the backup backup to the backup.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like you know, depth wise, like it's been so long since we've had this much depth, and it's like. You're you're almost like who like who do we have to bring back now, and then then who do we have to get rid of to make a spot for him? It's just kind of like it's a, it's like give and take. Like, is this person going to be better than who we have on our roster? Who we have to like get rid of for? So it's just one it's of those things to keep an to eye have. for. Oh, it's a great it's, problem it's, to have. Yeah,
0: it's a good problem to have, especially in a league that is you know, as deep, like we've already talked about the parity in the league this year. And, um, you know, when you're looking at the fact that a lot of teams are dealing with tons of injuries, like we were last year at this time. And, um, you know, when you have this kind of depth and you have players that are coming back that are going to be healthy, um, it's, it's, it really is. It's a good problem to have. So, um, all that being said, let's roll into our, um predictions well actually before we do the predictions let's do our one optimistic thing one concern about the game on sunday against the patriots i'll go ahead and start real quick um because mine aren't going to be very long my one optimistic thing is i love the fact that we're coming off of five or four straight wins and we're playing really really well together um i just think that momentum is in our favor and we have every reason to play really, really well this coming weekend. Um, and then my one concern that I have. Is probably just wear and tear. Um, we're getting into, you know, six straight weeks of football. We've got guys, especially with having injuries to Gallop, having injuries to um cooper that haven't necessarily taken him out but have definitely affected his play injury now to Zeke um you know just here and there there's been some some injuries on some of that depth that we just got done talking about um but guys like law collins have been out and so we've been seeing a lot of uh of steel um guys like Biotish has have been struggling so you know are we going to start seeing a decline on these guys because they're getting to, you know, week six of what's, you know, two more weeks of um, play before they get a week of a uh, break. Um, so I do have that concern, you know, Is it, of, the of, last but week before the we have one. We have this week and next week. So two, we week, next two, week? two games left.
1: No, we have um, this before the bye. We have this week and then the bye.
0: Oh my God. I thought you said it was week seven.
1: Yeah, or bi weeks, week seven.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> Like I said, I went to your school of math. You're fired. fired. You're fired. <laughs> regardless, I'm still concerned about potential for um That is a word, actually. So don't make fun of me. Um, but I didn't use it because I'm smarter than that. <laughs> oh my God. <goodness>. Um, <laughs> regardless. The there is still the potential there for and, you know, the, there is a concern there for um, potential for injuries on some of these guys who have had some small lingering injuries, but who knows, they could end up being worse. And um, so I just, you know, want to make sure, uh, you know, I'm hoping that our, know, our guys aren't getting worn you know, worn out or used too much. Um, in spots where maybe we can rely a little bit more on Pollard or rely a little bit more on Brown and, um, you know, some of Wilson and some of our, our other receivers and some of our backup linemen, um, because we have a lot of backup linemen that got a lot of playing time last year um, because we are so, um, you know, riddled with injury that I, these are guys that I trust right now. And we, you know, I I hope that we don't put our players um, in a position to have some injuries coming out of this game. And like Daniel had mentioned during the chat that, you know, seems like the karma bug, the karma injury bug always ends up coming around. And we hurt like 18 giant players last week. So um, hopefully that doesn't come around to bite us in the ass this week. So Um. That being said, Wayne, how about you for your optimistic thing and your one major concern or bigger, biggest concern for this week?
2: For sure, man. Um, I think the great thing is, is that having a uh, bye week um, following this coming week gives us a pretty good chance to not really worry too much about the nagging injuries, and I think that everyone is expected to be back if there would be a game on the bye week. They were expected to be back, so they should all get to practice, and everyone will get an extra week to get better. It makes it even better. It's not a Monday game, but we got the Sunday night game after the bye. Um, my only worry uh, would be the lull going into a bye, and maybe this is what Vegas is thinking, and maybe you know guys are looking ahead to to having an easy week or two, and they don't try as hard. But they're professionals everything I see so far from from our guys indicate that they're really excited about the uh the team chemistry I think we all alluded to in our group chat that we run uh on text that uh it was pretty exciting to watch our guys all on uh Instagram and Facebook live or whatnot uh playing basketball in the trash bins in the in the locker room they were all look like they're having a good time um it's exciting to see guys that like the like to hang out together, you know, um, I would say optimistically, I'm excited to see what we can accomplish against what I would consider a rookie quarterback. That, um, is, I wouldn't say very polished, but, uh, has low polish on him. He's gets rid of the ball fairly quick. So getting to him, I think will be all about taking away his first or second read. If we can do that, I think we can make it a a long night for him and our defense look really good. Um, That's what I'm optimistic about. Um, And my pessimistic part would just be um, that we are in that lull and just show up to the game to play the game and make him look like a really good quarterback. And that's it on my end.
0: I felt like six optimistic things, but we'll go with it. Um, Mainly, Daniel. I had to let
2: everyone know that we were on a buy the following week after the New England game.
0: <laughs> gotcha, Daniel. How about you, man?
1: Um, I guess my optimistic thing, and this goes back. Let's dive into history a little bit here.
0: Okay, let's hear. It.
1: The last time that the Cowboys beat, let me let me look at this here real quick. So the last time the Cowboys beat the Patriots was in 1996, December 15th, 1996. And that was actually at home, but the last time that we beat them in New England was 1987. So I was just a wee baby. So... I'm going to say my optimistic thing is that the Cowboys are going to be looking to break that streak. I mean, that's 30 years, 30, 34 years. Yeah. 30, well, 33 years and 11 months almost. So, um, so yeah, I don't think that the Patriots looking at, looking back at what they've done this year as a team, they let David Davis Mills put up, 22 points on them, almost lost that game. Um, they let, I mean, it wasn't all Jameis Winston, but they let the Saints put up 28. Yeah, there was a defensive touchdown. Um, but that's also something that we're capable of doing. Um, and their, their whole pers- or average points per game, I don't know what you said it was, but, I mean, they've played the Dolphins, the Jets, The Saints beat them. The Bucks on a rainy night, and the Texans. Like it's kind of the same, the same deal as Carolina was, except Carolina's a better team than the Patriots, where they played a bunch of mediocre teams. And I don't know. I just don't. I I I just think that we're going to be going in. With that mindset, like you know, we we've got that winning mentality. We're all we're clicking on all cylinders. Like we're we're going to go in and we're gonna we're going to take care of business. That's what winning teams do. Um, my pessimistic thing is that we're playing against Bill Belichick, and if anybody in the league can come up with a game plan to even slow down uh, Kellen Moore's offense, it would be Bill Belichick, and. It's not really. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen to the extent that I'm about to explain. But my worry going up against Bill Belichick is that he will find a way to stop this offense consistently. And if I don't think it'll happen, but if it does happen, that's that's just a blueprint for how teams can beat us. So that that would be the only thing that really worries me because I think he's the only defensive minded coach in the league that could actually with with this with such a, a small amount of tape on this defense and on this offense from this year that i mean well i don't think his offense is going to do anything against our defense but his defense with such a small amount of tape he's the only coach that i think could come up with a good enough game plan to actually slow us down um but i don't think that he will but that that would be my optimistic and and pessimistic things
0: yeah I mean that's fair, and I even kind of alluded to it too earlier that you know it's Bill Belichick, so yeah um you know there's gotta be a reason why the spread is only four points or the uh uh yeah, the spread is only four points, so um but yeah, definitely all valid points there, I like it um, so that rolls us into our uh score predictions and bold predictions for this week um I will start off my score prediction. I predict that we will be the victorious team coming out with a 28 to 20 victory. Um, And my bold prediction is that Dak will account for all four touchdowns. Um, So whether that be that he passes for four touchdowns or that he runs one in himself, um, but he will account for all four touchdowns that we score in that 28 to 20 victory. Um, Wayne, Let's get to your uh, score predictions and your bowl prediction.
2: Absolutely. Let's go with a score of 33 to 16. Dallas with a solid win. And they will have a safety in the game, which blows Daniel's mind. But that's what I do on a daily basis. Let's go Cowboys.
1: Wait, who will have a safety? You didn't specify.
0: Let me, yeah, I was gonna say. Let me clarify: Are we going to get a safety against them, or are they going to get 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 one against us? I mean,
2: why are you guys so negative? We're no, going to get the safety on them. I'm just clarifying like for us; yeah. it's included in our 33 points. Oh, I'm good with it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like I'm fine.
1: It. I'm fine with it. I'm just clarifying because you know people listening can't see our our notes here, so.
2: But yep. if we give up a safety, I might take the liberty like someone else I know.
1: Absolutely not.
2: Take the
0: win. There are no liberties that you're allowed to take. I take all of them. Go ahead, Daniel.
1: My score prediction for this week is 31-19 Dallas with the victory. And my bold prediction, even though Mitch says it's not that bold, but he's had six and five games. But I think this will be the game that Diggs doesn't have an interception.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, it's pretty easy odds. to just not target this guy. Yeah, the <laughs> odds are against him. Like, they're just not going to throw it to him. But you got <laughs> to think. They're just, eventually, they're just going to stop trying.
1: Well, well that, that's, you know, I'm playing into that. Like, you've got a rookie quarterback who's thrown five interceptions this year already. And it's Bill Belichick. So, listen, I'm trying to get a win here. So, I'm going to go a little bit easy this week. I'm not going to predict the total amount of touches and yards and touchdowns for our running back this week. I'm going to, I always go kind of crazy. So I'm going to take it easy this week and see how it goes. But okay. if, well, there, his, going but in, if, if his going shoot, into that
2: I, film room, Belichick's hope, like, yeah, this is the plan. We're not going to throw the dig, stay away from number seven. And they get to the end of the game and watch Anthony Brown pick six. And he's like, well,
0: See. Just, maybe we'll run I that. and, and if, if I for one think it's going to end up being Diggs has like 3 interceptions this game. Is I mean it's gonna
1: well happen. well that that's the thing is like every time that I that I that I pick one of these it's wrong. Like I literally picked
2: uh I'd be okay with if that was wrong.
1: Yeah, like I I I picked D law to have like two sacks a few weeks ago and he breaks his freaking foot in practice. Like, you know, like my, my, my bold predictions never come true and it's usually the exact opposite. So
2: what might actually happen considering their game plan is heavy on Hunter Henry is we might see Micah Parsons get an interception.
1: He almost had had one this past week.
0: Yeah. It was close. Yeah. 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 I could, I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, that brings us into our fantasy must starts. Um, And this week, of course, or every week, um, Wayne is our DFS um, guru, so to speak, um, as he focuses mostly on DFS. And then Daniel and I pretty much only play year long leagues. So um, we will provide who we think is the lock for the um, year long. Um, Daniel, what do you think as far as who you would like to start or see start this week? Um, especially, let's kind of focus more on the long shots this week for well, a Dallas player.
1: I mean, I think the game plan that Belichick's going to dial up against us is going to lead to an absolute ass ton of screen screen passes. He's going to try to get a lot of pressure on Dak I think he's going to try to force him to throw it while under pressure. Um I mean I I a long shot, a long shot would be Jarwin, but Schultz is obviously our number 1 tight end. And I think between either him or Pollard, Schultz or Pollard. I mean, I know that it's 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 impossible with this offense because almost everybody other than Noah Brown is fantasy relevant. Like I had a league this past week where I started, I think I started, I I know I started Zeke and Pollard and the Dallas Cowboys defense. And I think Greg Zerline and combined with them, plus my other players, I put up over 170 points and I think, I think that league's full point PPR, but you know, it's a practice league for me. I hate full point PPR, but, um, I don't know. Like well, I I really think I think Pollard and Schultz both have big games this week.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I see, so I'm in a I'm in a situation here this week where um you know bye week start this week mm-hmm. and I have Kyle Pitts. Um my You mean you didn't backup. go
1: out and pick up Dawson Knox?
0: No, I didn't um somebody else got him before I got to him but I have Kyle Pitts and I started him this past week and it paid off finally for the first time this season um however my backup is Dallas Goddard and Dallas Goddard is currently out on COVID protocol and will probably be out this week because I believe he tested positive so um and their Thursday night game so I'm screwed um I'm also screwed because Schultz is already it's already past his time of being able to be picked up on a waiver wire because he had so many good weeks. So now Schultz is gone. I honestly um, and and I, I'm not saying that I'm going to pick him up for sure, but I've definitely it, it's crossing my mind. Um, and I'm looking at it because I actually just got a trade offer while we've been on the show for Schultz. <laughs> But I am considering strongly picking up Jarwin because I do just for the fact of what you were just saying. I see us game planning um, to counteract what you were just talking about. The the pressure that they're going to try to put on back is that we'll, we will game plan and go with a lot of heavy sets, meaning Schultz and Jarwin would be both in. And I just think that Jarwin is going to end up getting you know, because this is a full point PPR and it's a weak filler. Um for it would would be a weak filler for me. Um where I could see Jarwin getting four, five, six catches for, you know, fifty, sixty yards and a touchdown. And bam, you're looking at in a full point PPR, you know, you're looking at seven, thirteen, you know. 14, 15, 16 points, somewhere around in there Um, on just the fact that Dak is going to have to dump the ball off quickly and he's going to be looking at his safety blanket. So and those guys are typically the either the running backs or the tight ends. And he really likes using um, Schultz and Jarwin and everybody's been keying on Jarwin. So I feel like if that's the case, that if if the game plan that, uh, you know, Belichick puts in place is going to be to put pressure on Dak, he's going to also try to take away his first and, um, you know, quickest look, which is going to be Schultz. So if Jarwin is there, he's going to be the next look um, because he's, the you know, the next natural closest to the pocket type player. So for that reason, I would think if you really need a flyer, if you're in a situation like I'm in where you have by week this week with Kyle Pitts sitting out and you don't have a backup tight end or your backup tight end is like mine, Dallas Goddard and is out on COVID protocol, um, then you could look at Jarwin as a flyer for this week um, as a one week fill. So that being said, we'll roll to Wayne for our DFS. Play of the week for the Dallas Cowboys. What's up, fellas? So listen. And ladies. Hey, we're not going to alienate. There might be ladies listening. I was actually
2: talking to you, but if you want to be a lady, have at it. (laughs) Um, Well, Daniel (laughs) has
0: the hair for it. So the
2: listener, how about you guys? Uh, And ladies. But Mitchell, if uh, you want to be ladies included in YouTube, that's fine. Anyways, um, I agree with pretty much everything you said game plan-wise. I really like our tight ends. Um, I really like our running backs. Um, For the prices, though, I don't like Dak. Um, I think he's going to get you his 20-some points maybe, but um, you can get that for a cheaper salary. Um, Running back, I, I... I'm kind of worried injury wise i think that um you should wait until sunday morning and kind of see on both sides of the ball in this game who's available and who's not um how much zeke actually practices uh, will they beat him up going into the bye week knowing that they got the bye week or will they use that as extra leverage to get him to 100 um, percent? i personally think that if he continues to have any issues um, he's going to play, but they'll get an even workload with him and Tony Pollard. Um, and I think Tony Pollard would thrive in this game plan that you guys have outlined. Um, I agree with the Jarwin long shot, and he is incredibly cheap on DraftKings. Um, I think that it's a boomer bust, though. You're looking at, at him having a, a big line or maybe getting froze out of the target sheet and just be a pass blocker. Um, but I would I would plug and play uh, probably Pollard in one of the tight ends. But also, the other thing to keep in mind is that you need to check right now, currently, they have both cornerbacks listed as questionable. Um, I believe they might have been out last week and all last week they didn't even practice so we'll see how they trend this week that's the um crappy thing i guess about a tuesday night uh recording is we don't have all the information in so i'll just tell you to to use your own judgment on that but if they're cornerbacks uh, i think wade and forget the other guy's name if they're out um go ahead and fire up any of our wide receivers that you want um I don't think that any of them are too expensive, uh, and I think any of them be a good play if those guys are out. Otherwise, I think just stick to the uh, Tony Pollard and Schultz, or if you have a good plan, maybe you're attacking that Kansas City game this week and you actually want to get Kelsey in there in your flex spot, you could come back with a uh, Blake Jarwin for uh, ridiculously priced. I mean, he's down around $2,000, I think. So it's just like a free guy. Um, outside of that, um, I would play the defense. I wouldn't be scared to play the defense. I like the defense in this game. Um, I just can't wait until they can add Trayvon Diggs to the wide receiver.
1: Uh, <laughs> format so I can start
2: plugging him in, you know what I mean? Um, can I change or add to as like a 1A, 1B um, bold prediction? that we have Trayvon Diggs on offensive play this week.
1: I don't, I mean, I'd be okay with you adding that in there, but I don't think it's going to happen this week.
0: Okay. I'm going to add it in there then. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it will be after the bye week if it happens, but I'll add it to your, or, so you're saying you're adding it to that we'll have a safety. I one I, I a or
2: B like one or the other is going to happen, which I think this is far enough out the pipeline that it would be acceptable or
0: so or Diggs will play
2: an offensive snap, yeah, I didn't say he was going to carry the ball, but I think he'll play an offensive snap, okay, yeah,
0: all right, I'll put it down i'll nice. I'll allow it
2: I nice. mean he's pushing Appreciate for it. Your he, gratitude, great one
1: he wants it, so i mean Ooh. is are we looking at like a a, a Deion Sanders here like is that what we're looking yeah, at yeah,
2: I mean, everyone thinks so uh, did you see all the comments from all the past cowboys and
1: oh and, yeah
2: um Man, everyone's excited. Even Richard Sermon said that he's a defensive player of the year so far. Yep. Um, Diggs asked him about guarding his brother, and he said he'd lock him down.
1: Well, I mean, I also also heard that they'll run drills like they'll practice together, but they won't actually do... They'll like they'll 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 work on you know routes and things like that, but actual yeah. coverage they're not really doing. He said he wants to save it. Like I don't I don't think that
2: <laughs> I don't think they've
1: actually done that yet. But oh yeah, you they're know super like,
2: competitive like it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's
1: great. Like you know, yeah. which you know good yeah. g- good on them for being you know cool. one. It's you, you've got a a number one wide receiver versus you know obviously a number one corner. Sure, and their brothers they get to practice all off season.
2: Thanksgiving, man! Like, what kind of what kind of backyard Thanksgiving turkey bowl was that for that? I mean, they got to play, but <laughs> yeah, um, what is that? You know, when they're younger, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but a lot of people, awesome. I think, a lot of people that haven't followed his career or even now that he's blown up with all these interceptions and getting all the media coverage, uh, people forget that he was a wide receiver at Alabama. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, he was. I mean, uh,
2: uh, sadly for him, there was really good wide receivers.
1: Well, that's that's uh, what he, they were saying. It was like he was—I uh, forget what his who his coach was, but um, he wanted to move him to corner because he told him that the NFL is looking for corners like him. Saban, it, it was it Sabin? Okay, yeah. So like they they, they, they they he knew that the NFL was looking for for corners of like his you know his body type and how he plays. Gills, so yeah. so that's why he switched over to corner. But I mean, in the long run, like. I think that, you know, with with the amount of wide receivers, I mean, he was in the same draft class as CD Lamb. We got CD yeah. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs in the same draft class. Like we would not have drafted Trayvon Diggs if he was a wide receiver. So,
2: right? No, no, not a chance. No, no.
1: And I'm still. But I mean, look thoroughly... at who
2: he was in college with. He was in college with uh, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, um, Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, and I'm,
1: I'm still thoroughly convinced that the only reason that we drafted C.D. Lamb was because the Eagles were drafting at the pick after us because we didn't necessarily need a wide receiver. Fine with it. Oh, I'm fine with it too. Yeah. We just did like, it to piss off the Eagles.
2: And then picking Dallas Goddard because they thought that we were in love with him because he was a tight end with the name Dallas.
1: Well, that's the difference between our organizations is like Eagles will fall for that kind of bullshit. And whereas we'll just trick them into thinking that. No, no, don't yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Dallas Goddard's a good tight end. Like,
2: sure, you know he's a
1: he's a good solid tight end. But he's nice. hey, He's
2: better than what we got, though. Oh no,
1: he's not better you than know, Schultz. Like, I don't give a that's, shit. That's like why Schultz I like is your, good.
0: Your, you I know like a lot about your, them good solid tight ends, don't you?
2: I, I like wish your, I did. Um, <laughs> I like your pick with Darwin though, because him and him and Dak had a, a really good connection before he got hurt, and I think that everyone's. Uh, kind of forgotten about that because of the ex-
0: success that uh, old Bingham baller uh, Schultz has had. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. They had a great connection last year before both Jarwin and Dak got hurt, obviously. And, um, you know, Schultz played well and he's played well continually. Um, but Jarwin is not a pushover. He is not a slouch. He is definitely worth looking at as a as a flex play or, a you know, filler play this week um, as a tight end filler if you need them on on a bye week coverage. So um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we got um, for this week. I'm excited about this matchup. I really I like our chances. Um, I also think it could be a, a, a really good game to watch, just a, a good football game to watch. So. Um don't forget it's a 425 kick. Um look for us to uh you know come into New England and you know maybe work Bill Belichick and his son um put them in their place and and hopefully kick some kick some major booty. So with all that being said, we appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys come back next week. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you uh, share this with your friends, with all your Cowboys friends, Cowboy fan friends, and uh, get the word out there that uh, you know we got a fun podcast, uh, level-headed podcast. I like to think that uh, you know we're we're fans of this team, but we're also um, pretty realistic here. Um, we're not too over the top with uh with any of it, with anything really, and um, uh, just to. Hopefully you guys enjoy listening and um keep coming back listening for some more. So we will see you guys next week when join we join us. Replay. Discord. Yep. Join us on the Discord. That's right. Where's the link gonna be, Daniel?
1: Down below. Sorry, I was taking a drink. <laughs> 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 Look in the description. The You'll see it. You'll see yeah. it. It says join us in Discord or something that Mitch wants me to change, but I told him he has to pay me more to change it. So once yeah, I, I get, already
0: changed, I already changed it. Damn so it! I figured out how to do it. <laughs> Damn it! So, I shouldn't have given thanks. you the
1: login credentials.
0: Join us on <laughs> on Discord and um, links in the bio, and uh, we will see you guys next week uh, as we recap the New England Patriots game and go into the bye week. Thanks, guys, and let's go Cowboys!
1: he got to clap we're good yeah mitch you were for some reason lower so but we're good now we're good yeah we're good